0: You are listening to episode 45 of the Hench and Dad podcast, and today begins the five-part series where my brother and I are going to be covering the Green with Evil story arc from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hench and Dad podcast. I am Wes. I am the Hench and Dad, and I am joined today by a good friend, good brother, Zack Zach, the Legomaniac. You've heard his voice before, and he is here to talk about a really cool little mini series. Zachary, what is the name of the mini series that we are going to be covering today?
1: Uh, we are watching the Green with
0: Evil Mighty Morphin Power Rangers arc today oh that is exciting (laughs) that is the one that people consider to be the best one in the series there's actually none other one in other people's minds than this one and i i'm excited you know it's it's something that is very special to me like nostalgia wise however does it hold up we're going to discuss that together but right off the bat let's just go ahead and get on into it so the first episode that we're going to be covering is green with evil part one and that is titled out of control that's very, very you know, <laughs> ominous sounding, obviously. The original air date was October 5th, 1993. And fun fact, this is about, let's say about three months, little less than three months after Zach here was born. So obviously he doesn't remember seeing it when it came out, but I do. I remember. And oh, I remember. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. The 90s are very, very clear in your mind. Yes. So anyway, the brief summary that I am taking from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers DVD little booklet that came with the sweet DVD collection that was released a few years back goes as follows. For this episode, Rita creates her own evil Green Ranger to beat the Power Rangers at their own game. What game is that? I have no idea. I guess Fighting Evil is their game and whatnot. So anyway, that is the brief summary of this. But basically, Tommy, he's the new kid in town, and he is basically fighting Jason and at like this weird like karate tournament and everything that was pretty exciting and all that but rita sees him and she's like oh yeah that's going to be my green ranger is there any build-up to this in the series not really she just thinks oh yeah i a- he's gonna be my green ranger she places a spell over tommy and turns him into the evil green power ranger tommy infiltrates the command center gives alpha 5 a virus and he trashes the computer consoles what a punk right and he is actually cutting zordon completely off in this dimension he fights the other rangers in battle and With the evil space alien's help, as this summary from the Ranger Wiki says, (laughs) it takes our heroes by surprise while they're in their Megazord. They take a beating. They can't morph hardly at all. Well, they can morph, but they cannot teleport. They have to use the really cool, the ever awesome Radbug to get back to the command center. They're able to restore Alpha, but they don't learn anything about this evil Green Ranger. How's that for a summary, Zach? That was awesome. That was, yep. It's almost like I'm reading it, but also summarizing it at the same time, isn't it? It was very concise and succinct. I loved it. Excellent, excellent. Not rambling at all. So anyway, Zach, first impressions on this episode. Actually, before we even get into that, what are your first impressions, basically, of Power Rangers as it aired in the 90s, as well as Tommy being the Green Ranger?
1: Uh, Well, I mean, I did watch it in the 90s a little bit on the reruns, obviously. But watching it again, I was just taken back let's say by not only the choice of you know fashion and just how everything was just the whole setup was very almost like saved by the bell like they were trying to emulate something but they were like in the time so it's just kind of funny
0: in that regard you were shooketh by the fashion basically is what you're saying uh,
1: yeah they were just trying really hard to get their own like generation, right? <laughs> it was
0: funny. Well, it's really interesting to me, actually. Like living through that time period. Well, I mean, I was like four years old when this episode aired, so obviously, I don't remember it like perfectly. But I can actually remember '90s fashion as it was coming out, basically. So to me, this k- kind of seems like, yeah, it's a little bit dated, but it's still within my generation. But you came at like the the time that this is coming out, so you don't actually remember it. So, like, I- I'd just be curious as to, like what you. Th- kind of fashion you even remember from the 90s because you could not have been what six or seven years old when the year 2000 started basically and the whole y2k thing happened and destroyed the world but anyway (laughs) what else did you think of this episode
1: um i thought this episode was really good uh there is a few things i have issue with which i think we'll be getting into in a second but overall it was really good a really good introduction to you know, just introducing a new ranger and how he can fit in with the gang and still, you know, have that evil arc.
0: Yes, yes, have that evil arc, obviously, because that's not something that happens like every single season, even with the sentai and whatnot. Uh, When you say you have issues with it, what do do you mean by issues? Uh, Well, not
1: really issues so much as just plot holes. (laughs) (laughs) Plot holes being... Like, uh, so... I mean, it might have said in the actual thing, but where did Rita get the power coin?
0: That is an excellent question, and it's never really explained in the show itself. I feel like the comics have been really good at trying to fill these gaps uh, because they actually do go into a little bit on the history of the green power coin and previous users of said power coin that worked with Rita and as well as how the green ranger got the cool gold shield that he has. That's actually explained in the more modern comics put out by boom studios. But obviously okay. that's not what they had in mind when they were actually doing this regular episode. As a matter of fact, yeah. they don't really like explain it other than the fact that she, I believe there was a novel, like a novelized version, a junior novel of some sort of these mm-hmm. episodes out there that explained that she kept one of the coins that they did in like a coin flip between Zordon and Rita for the world. And, while that's that's just kind of pure nonsense, honestly, in so many <laughs> ways, because it, apparently the fate of the entire universe rested on the coin flip and I guess yeah. Rita cheated or something. And that's how she got sealed away in the dumpster. But they, they don't really explain it. And, and I, I did find that interesting as well, because they they don't explain it and it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and uh, interestingly enough, like this was the first tradition, even in the Japanese version, Ranger, the Sentai. That this was adapted from this is like the first instance of them like bringing in a six member of the team the six ranger as it were and them being evil so that's kind of cool that we got to start off on the season that actually started that tradition and i feel like in that way it really impacted the series for the future i don't feel like with these without these episodes i do not feel like the show would be as popular as it is today like i don't think it ever would have gotten popular what do you think of that
1: I definitely feel like the dichotomy of having a ranger that's bad you know, against the rangers that are good definitely created a lot more drama and a lot more interest in the show in that regard. So yeah, I would agree. It probably propelled it a little bit further than not having it.
0: Because y- you look at these five regular teenagers who are like do- goody two shoes and, you know, yeah. they volunteer at the soup kitchens and clean up the environment <laughs> and everything. And they are basically perfect and spotless in every way, shape and form. Well, then I mean, they this- from Angel Grove. They're from Angel Grove. They're little angels. Yes, definitely. But (laughs) then you have this introduction of a foil, like this evil ranger that's just like, I'm not going to listen to you guys. I'm going to just kill you guys completely. And how was that battle at the end? Like when they're taking that beating from him, when he finally shows himself. Oh yeah, that was awesome. I will say
1: though, I think it would have been a little bit better, a little bit better if he would have had a more natural edge to him before he was, you know, put under the spell.
0: Oh, okay. You know what I mean? What, like if he was just like an angsty teenager
1: and was like, ah, uh, uh, you know. Because you know he also
0: kind of gave off vibes of the good 90s teen too, didn't he? Except for the long hair. Oh, obviously. yeah. The hippie long hair. I mean, that's not good.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's not good. But that yeah, must have no, been the edge. That, he was, that was the edge. <laughs> yes. That's the reason he was the Green Ranger.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> those Definitely. Those luscious locks. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of get what you mean. If he had already had some kind of like introduction in some way shape or form that said that showed yeah. that he was not all like this good kid but how about yeah, I that doesn't even what keep going he doesn't even
1: necessarily have to be bad just could have had you know could have actually had the attitude that they talked about when you know they're like fine teenagers with attitude
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's <laughs> definitely absent from this except for you know when he goes and confronts bulk in school when they're talking to kimberly obviously he shows a little bit of attitude there doesn't he Well, it was more defending Kimberly, though. Yeah, it was very white (laughs) knighty. I I would say he's actually more like just showing off, honestly, because (laughs) really, do you really need like three spin kicks right in front of these guys and basically threatening bodily harm to them in the middle of the school? Come on. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) this is not good. (laughs) Like this would never fly in school today. Not (laughs) Not at all. I mean, he's like straight up like throwing punches like right near their faces and he looks like he's about to kick them and everything. And it's just like, whoa, dude, yeah. slow your roll there. <laughs> Why don't yeah, you go see the principal for really that attitude much. of yours? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it scared me, those three kicks. I mean, I would be frightened too. But <laughs> let's talk about one last thing here before we move on to part two. And that is the, the quintessential defining moment of this episode and that is the introduction of our favorite volkswagen beetle the Radbug. what did you think <laughs> of the Radbug?
1: oh i loved the rad bug it was it was so bad weird it was it was so bad <laughs> all the nintendo games <laughs> no uh it was really interesting i completely forgot that it existed and you know like i had said to you earlier it was like a berenstein bears moment where i was like whoa Life is a lie. <laughs>
0: yes, but it's but it, it's that's... an interesting inclusion for something like because conveniently their teleportation stuff got cut off when he wrecks the command oh, center. Yeah. So it was good that they had a way to get there. Um, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's only out in the desert there. So they didn't really need to take like a flying Volkswagen Beetle. They probably just could have took like a truck out there and gotten to the command center. But <laughs> I digress. Seriously. Somehow it was but able now, to bypass all of the security and just land right in to the middle of the command center without any of the power points and whatnot. So it's just obviously magic. There's no
1: like air traffic control, you know, like, Hey, there's a, you know, flying Volkswagen here. Something's wrong. That's kind of scary. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's before nine 11.
0: So who cares? (laughs) I guess so. Nobody cared back then. It seems like it. There's no TSA or anything, but anyway, that's pretty much it for part one. Please tune in next time for part two. Normally I would share all of our information and everything. the end of the episode but because this is a five-parter this is a special little mini-series airing just very similarly to how it actually aired on tv for the first time i'm just gonna end off here and say thank you for listening and tune in next time for part two of green with evil complete thank you for listening to this episode of the hench and dad podcast if you have any questions or comments for me you can reach me at twitter at hench dad that's h-e-n-s-h-i-n-d-a-d or you can send me an email at henchandad at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed what you heard, please, please, please go ahead, rate, review, subscribe, whatever it is that you want to do to show your support for this program. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And until next time, cast off.